Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Super Review Show. I'm joined by my two incredible friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, doing all right. What's going on, Mr. JT? Another day, another dollar here. Um, and uh, and so we're going we're gonna to get right into it, shall we? Um, for those of you who are wondering or wondering what we're talking about tonight, um, the title of this podcast is we're talking about Fall Out Boy's most recent album. We're, we're, turned, we're joined by Fall Out Boy's most recent album. Sorry about that technical difficulties. Uh, but uh, the Fall, Fall Out Boy's most recent release, So Much for Stardust. Um, I'm going to let Kyle share his thoughts first on this because I'm curious. I mean, I we all have our own opinions. We all listen to the album. Well, let's see what Kyle has to say first about the latest Fallout Boy release. So much for Stardust. So this one was I'm glad that we waited to review this one and we didn't do it a couple days after it came out because not to say I did a full 180 on this, but I like it now a hell of a lot more than I did in the first couple days when it came out and I first heard it. Uh, I think that there was a not so much false advertising but that lead single really set it up to be something that it wasn't not to say that it wasn't a huge return to form for them because it kind of was but at the same time it branched out to like different new territories but when i heard uh love from the other side first i was like oh damn this is gonna pick up right where they should have come back before the hiatus ended before save rock and roll and their other pop adventures uh so i was uh, looking forward to that and i think that that the rest of the album is not like that for the most part and i think that that put that expectation in my mind that had me so let down at first like it had me like this is not what i expected and in all fairness they did say not to expect that they did come out and say like it has all different sounds it's something new we branch into new territories don't expect full classic fallout boy which i get i respect uh but yeah super glad i'll get into specifics later but super glad we waited to review this one uh because i like it a lot more now than i did then by no means is it perfect but it's a it's a great album uh does it stand up to the rest of the records i guess we'll find out but great return to form in a way yeah, um, I'm going to go next, if that's okay. Uh, uh, I just want to shed some light on this. I only, my love of Fall Out Boy kind of got into, kind of, I fell, in, fell into them by accident almost. Because like, I, I first, when I first really, really got into them into 2019, 2020, uh, because of the announcement of the Hella Mega Tour with Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day. I, I knew about Fall Out Boy. I knew Weezer. I knew Green Day. But I didn't really know Fall Out Boy that much. I mean, prepping for that tour obviously it was postponed because of covid till the next year and whatnot but that was my first real exposure to them as a band um, unfortunately i didn't get to see them on that portion of the tour because uh, my show and the two shows after they had to drop out because someone got covid unfortunately the band or whatever um but I they are touring with I, I know but kyle saw me lucky <laughs> doc <laughs> i'm gonna be honest he didn't miss too much on the hell omega tour okay okay i i, I i'm i'm I, I but i have not seen them live at all and I would love to see them live to um, see the, some of the material on this album live and also their other stuff too, like Sugar We're Going Down and whatnot. And um, my songs know what you did in the dark and whatnot. Um, but I mean, so going to this, I was like, all right, cool. Mania, we talked about that actually on our show. Go back and listen to that. Go back and watch that. Uh, we did do a whole hour long breakdown of that album, Mania. 
And we, we were we were saying I think it was last year we said that right we're like oh we're like oh we're not sure if Fall Boy's got anything coming up or not but this was their most recent release and how terrible it was I mean there was a couple of good like good songs but nothing really super special um, maybe Heaven's Gate but that's about it but and this was a real return to form in my opinion I do agree with Kyle on that I, I feel like this I feel like this does help them pick them up right where they left off after their hiatus in what two thousand and nine is that right. Around there somewhere, yeah. So it's nine, ten, yeah. For those who don't know, Fall Boy was on hiatus for a couple of years, and then they came back with uh, Save Rock and Roll a couple of years later, uh, which had the song "My Songs Don't Eat in the Dark." Um, but I, so my exposure to them was that, and I, I, I knew about Mania, I knew about Centuries and stuff like that, but my pure love of them was their earlier stuff, like their stuff on Under the Cork Tree, uh, stuff on Four uh, Four Dali, I think it's how you say it. Oh yeah, um, dude. Well, well, sorry. Well, thank you. Sorry about that. I got you. Um, thank you. Uh, and and also, um, oh, Infinity on High. Infinity on High is incredible. So I mm-hmm. so when I first heard this single, um, the first single that came out from this record, I was like, oh my god, they're actually going back to a more guitar-driven, rock-driven sound. And I mean, you're right though. They did they did come out and they say that this album does not sound like that all the way through. There were other sounds on it, and I. I'm kind of in the same boat with Kyle here. Whereas I, I like the first couple of listens I listened to, but the more I listened to it, it's like, at first I was like, okay, this is what this is. And then I went back to it more and more. And I'm like, okay, this is what this is. My, my mindset changed a lot for it, truthfully. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I will get into our track listing and stuff like that in a second, but it just, that's my going into this record. I was like, all right, I'm excited. And it delivered for me, but we're going to see what, have to, what Mike has to say about that. Mike, is there any hope for Fall Out Boy right now? <laughs> well, you know, I've had a strange, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, understanding of Fall Out just a, a interaction with them. I, I just kind of never been a huge fan of their music, um, you know, with uh, obviously the occasional hits that, you know, I've heard before. Um, it's never really blown me away. And, you know, some of it's grown on me. Um, you know, like uh, Sugar, we're going down uh, swinging, and you know, like um, other than that, I've always um, it's hard to explain, but I've never been a huge fan of um vocalists who tend to to overcompensate for the music not necessarily being on point. Like I feel um, I don't even know the lead vocalist name. I Patrick Stump. I, Patrick, yeah, right. Um, literally. When I, as I listen to song after song after song, his vocals tend to wear me out to a point where I begin to grow tired of the, you know, you remember back in like the early 2000s or even the late 90s where every vocalist had to like, um, oh, like, ah, you know, do all that kind of like, I'm pointing oh, like around the R&B and, vocalists. Yes. Yeah. I Yep. Yeah, Christina Aguilera, the Britney Spears, the the, the these types of people. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, yeah. Yeah, like here I, I'm going to show you how dynamic I am. In a lot of ways, this vocalist, you know, like Patrick Stump, he just literally, he has to like go all out uh, and kind of like, um, you know, try to shoot for the stars, not stardust, but uh, like he literally like uh, goes just too much into kind of like these you know highs and lows these dynamics to to kind of um pick up some kind of momentum but it just in a lot of ways it starts off 
cool and then it just it just wears me out so um i've always had that kind of opinion of them and coming into this album it really didn't change too much um but i appreciated the songs where the guitars were there i i, I uh, wondered where they went on others and you know we'll obviously get more into that um but um i've never been a huge fan uh he's a he's a good vocalist it's just part, this is what we like to call my personal opinion and and that's kind of like where i am at in this on this entire band in general is it's all about an opinion because i, I i've never listened to more than um this album and a, and a couple random songs i think you had you gave me one of their albums before right kyle yeah, I, it, uh, I had you listen to foley had to before yeah right uh whatever the hell word you just said um you know I, yep. i'm not sure <laughs> uh but uh yeah like i literally that's it that's my only impression and i think i said the same thing when i reviewed that album is just like the vocals are just like you know they're just somebody really trying to kind of pick up the slack where i feel like the music really falls short and um you know that's great if the vocals are catchy and get stuck in your head and you enjoy where they go but when they don't do that and they're trying to you know that's when it gets dicey so um yeah we'll go more into the specifics uh you know here when we break down the the album on that note let's talk about so much for stardust <laughs> let's see what they got here so let's see um i just want to read just skim through with this really quick because i mean it's funny because i was in shock I mean, well, well actually let's let's go to the track listing first and then i'm going to talk about each well, couple of the songs in particular but so the track listing goes and they're all written by all four members of the band i applaud fallout boy for doing that no 50 no, no more on five or 50 billion writers later it's like actually people can actually write music for once so thank god for that um there was a couple of writers here and there but other than that they wrote all the music themselves and that's and that's great too um but the track listing goes as follows for those who are listening here we go love from the other side heartbreak feels so good hold me like a grudge fake out heaven iowa so good is right now the pink seashell featuring ethan hawk and ethan hawk also co-wrote that I am my own muse, flu game, baby annihilation. The I'm gonna butcher this. The Kinsuji kid, ten years. I probably butcher that first. Sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what a time to be alive! And the title track, so much for Stardust. Uh, I would like to go first. That's okay. Yeah, you go guys, for it. Cool, cool. All right. So for those of you who don't know what I do for a living, I work for a top forty radio station and. That may sound like a crazy thing because we always, all we do is talk about rock and roll around here. But full disclosure, I do. And when I tell you that when I heard Love from the Other Side on Top 40 Radio, like a hit a hit radio station, like, you know, they would play like the, the Ava Maxes or the Ed Sheerans and stuff like that. They play stuff like that. Or even like, I hate saying these people like Usher or Sean Paul or whatever. You know, I don't, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever, but I, I'm surprised they were playing Love from the Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good on these stations that I, that I work for. And I know, so I'm saying to myself, you know, this is kind of strange in a certain way, but cause it, it, it's almost like it was like an awakening for me at least. Oh my God, I'm hearing guitar driven music on a top 40 rate. Mind you, mind you, none of this stuff charted the hot 100, but at least it got, it was cracking radio stations across the country. Like the one that I work for, not going to tell you what it is, but I was in shock about how love from the other side and heartbreak feels so good. Where it's being played on mainstream radio stations 
like for they were playing like, like oh it's a new fall boy single because i feel like that was the mentality coming off of mania to some extent so because so playing those tracks made sense to me for that aspect but i feel like it was a wake-up call like i, I, I even asked my boss said hey like i'm look true story i'm looking at fall boy tickets this summer for when they hit the new york area for me and my friend and he's like it's like we, he's like your best bet is to tell your friend to call in when we give them away on a raffle and so she did she didn't get the tickets unfortunately but um but again, the whole thing, I was surprised that music like this, the guitar driven, the rock music was being played on top 40 stations. It was just it was kind of a wake up for me, at least for me. Um, but I have to just but I have to say my my standout track for this is the whole thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm making a joke. Everyone had a rough day. Um, but I would say the first three songs, The again, I, I, I'm waiting to talk about this, too. The first three songs are the first three singles that got released in the record, too. That kind of shows you something about that as well. I mean, I'm sure Kyle will touch on that in a second as well. But um, for me, it's Love from the Other Side, Heartbreak Feels So Good, uh, Hold Me Like a Grudge. And for whatever reason, what a t- the last two, What a Time to Be Alive and, and, the, and the title track, So Much for Stardust. I get it. Every, <laughs> Mike's already laughing at me. He's yeah. like... Yeah, it's like, oh, he's the the title track guy. I know. I wrote it down on paper just to, you know, confirm it myself. Oh, my God. (laughs) But, yeah, that's – those are my standout tracks, the first three and the last two. Um, I I will say that I did enjoy – my honorable mentions, the the other ones that I did enjoy a lot, a lot actually were – a couple in the middle. I'm sure it was was Heaven Heaven, Iowa, and there was – for whatever reason, um, I am my amuse stuck out to me as well. Maybe because it was just so like different throughout the record. There was different elements of strings, there's different elements of guitar, uh, different types of styles of music. It was a really I really liked it a lot, but that's those are my standout tracks for me. Love from the other side, heartbreak feels so good, hold me like a grudge. Uh, I'm gonna say heaven I was well in there, throw that in there. What a time to be alive and so much for stardust. Those are my standout tracks, but I'm very curious to see what Kyle has to say about this too. Yeah, I'll do my usual. I'm going to go track by track here. Okay. Uh, I'll start by saying I hate when the first three tracks of a record are the singles that are released first. I Me can't too. stand that. There's nothing I hate more than going into an album and being like, I already heard these songs. <laughs> Get to the new stuff. Um, that said, I try only now to listen to two songs ahead of time. So I only heard Love from the Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good beforehand. Love from the other side, I touched on it earlier, being the lead single, straight 10 out of 10 song. Best thing that they had done, honestly, since before Save Rock and Roll. Since before they went on hiatus, this was the best song they've released. It really had that, uh, it really packed that punch, had that classic sound, kind of had like a nostalgia trip, but also kind of built on it with the orchestra and things like that included. Really enjoyed that. 10 out of 10. Then we go to Heartbreak Feels So Good. And this is one of my least favorites on the record because it has promise. It really does. And honestly, it's somewhere on an eight, two and nine. It, uh, if they didn't do that annoying post chorus, whoa, thing, <laughs> over and over. It reminds me of mania so much, almost exactly. It reminds me of the song champion that they did on the last album so much. And they really tried for that one to be a radio hit. And it, kind of was and i feel like they try to capture that again and it didn't work for me brought it all the way down to a seven but i like a lot of lyrics on it that's something to be said about the whole album as a whole 
is lyrically is probably their best work since maybe save rock and roll maybe on par maybe even before that uh but then we get to hold me like a grudge and i have a top like top three of the record one being love from the other side second is hold me like a grudge this one i love the bass on here it's some of the best uh bass work i've heard on a fallout boy song uh i love just the vibe of this it's great i like that they're bringing like some disco and funk influence throughout the record really shines on this one patrick stump kills it on vocals here straight 10 out of 10 then we go to fake out nine out of ten it's an almost perfect song there's some things i would change here and there i love the chorus but i feel like it can get kind of samey throughout the whole thing but it's not overly long so it doesn't really suffer from that much and then we get to probably my biggest uh this is a controversial opinion apparently because everyone seems to love this song (laughs) heaven iowa is it's a six out of ten for me (laughs) this one just it doesn't hit well the beginning of the song is just boring to me and i hate the chorus the whole uh it's not star cross lovers apparently it's scar cross lovers which i i think it's cringy as hell first of (laughs) all but i think that this one it just suffers from a chorus that it tries so hard to be like a hard hitting chorus and it doesn't work for me. The end of the song does save it a little bit. And I really like those like 80s sounding synth drums when it kicks into that like big chorus at the end. That's a cool part, but it really doesn't save it enough to push anywhere above a six for me. Then we get into so good right now. This is where the album kind of starts to get interesting in a way. So good right now, honestly, gives me vibes like musical vibes, like Grease or even like a Disney musical. They did a cover, I guess it was years ago now, of uh, I Want to Be Like You from The Jungle Book. And it sounds very similar to this. This is not a bad thing. This is a 9 out of 10 for me. I think it's very well done. It's catchy. Just some certain things here and there I would change. The Pink Seashell. You know, it it's cool, it's meaningful, I guess, but it's just a interlude. I don't hate it. Uh, I listen to it when it comes up in the album. It's literally just a sample from Reality Bites with Ethan Hawke. But then we go into I Am My Own Muse, which is probably the weakest. Here we start the weakest run on the album, but not weak as in like being really bad. This is just an eight out of ten for me. It's just repetitive. In the beginning, you're listening to it, and I'm like, this is a Trans-Siberian Orchestra, <laughs> which is cool. I really like what they did on here. I like the like orchestral vibe and the hard-hitting guitars that they got going on. But they repeat the chorus so often here that I'm like, all right, we get it. We get it. Smash mm-hmm. all the guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just happens too much. Eight out of ten. Flu game. Kind of same thing. It's just a pretty generic track, but it's not bad. It's a good track. Eight out of ten. Baby Annihilation is the worst thing about this record. This is horrendous. I was fine with the pink seashell. I don't know why we needed two spoken word interludes. This one just being Pete Wentz, just reading emo poetry with some of the cringiest lines I've ever heard. Uh, Absolutely can't stand this. They've done this in the past, but they've tacked it onto other songs being like the outro to a song and had it only be like 
20 to 30 seconds. I don't know why we needed a full minute of Pete Wentz just reading off the most emo lines imaginable. Doesn't work for me. Kind of takes me out of it. Kintsugi Kid, lyrically great. It's very like deep emotional song. I really like it. Nine out of 10. Then we get to my third of the big three of this record. What a time to be alive. Incredible. Straight 10 out of 10. This one, it's, I love when a song takes more dark, depressing lyric or dark subject matter and makes such a fun song out of it. This is such like, <laughs> a danceable like wedding song. Straight like disco old influence here. It's awesome. But then you listen to the lyrics and it's all about COVID and quarantine and things like that, which normally I would absolutely dock points for if the song wasn't so damn good because they dated themselves so badly with the lyrics on this track to the point where you should never discuss years and very specific things going on in the lyrics of a song. It makes it so dated. It's like when it's like when uh, rappers or whatever back in the day would mention like the razor or whatever other smartphone was popular at the time. Not even smartphones, <laughs> little flip phones. And that just dates things. Or when someone like mentions like MySpace in a song, it's like, yeah, yeah. This one though, it's not even relevant, timely right now. If they released it two years ago, I would understand. But they did a whole song about quarantine and COVID about two years after things started to get back to normal. <laughs> so I have a problem with that. But otherwise, the song is so good. I can't even dock points for that. It's a straight 10 out of 10. And then we get to the biggest disappointment of the record. Sorry, JT. I know you love title tracks. No. But this thing, I'm sorry, <laughs> this belongs on the shit pile. That's mania. This thing is the worst way to end an album because it's directionless. It has, it tries to be like three or four different things in one track. And Mm -hmm. I hate all of it. They, the intro sounds just like late nineties era Eminem. It sounds like Eminem is about to start rapping Stan over that intro piano part. sounds just like it came off the Marshall Mathers LP LP. And then you have this weird, like, boy bandy Justin Timberlake vocal for the verse. Drives me nuts. Doesn't fit. (laughs) And then you have the chorus, which tries to be like this big, like, pop anthem chorus, but it really just doesn't hit, doesn't work. It's a terrible way to end the record. The only thing I like about it is that it brings, like, uh, it brings back the lyrics to love from the other side to kind of tie things together. But otherwise, most of the time I listen to this record, I stop at what a time to be alive. That would have been a perfect closer. End it with a bang. But instead they did this. It's just a boring way to end it. I can't stand it. Uh, easy 5 out of 10 on that one. <laughs> it's like one that if it was in the background in a store or whatever, not going to turn it off. Like Not going to be like, ew, what's this? But in terms of the rest of the record, it's a very odd decision, very directionless. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, for me, big three, harp, um, love from the other side, hold me like a grudge, and what a time to be alive. Easily big three of this. Some of the best songs they've done in years. Like literal years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it, it's been a long time. Mania was what, 2018, right? Yeah. 
God, it's been. I think long. more time passed between. I think more time passed between Mania and this album coming out than did between when they went on hiatus initially and came back with Save Rock and Roll. I think you're right. Actually, I think there was a four year hiatus in the beginning. That was a five year hiatus between albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, before we go to Mike, I just want to say something really quick. What heartbreak, heartbreak feels so good for a sec. I just want to say something really quick. So I go to the, this is, this might sound really crazy, but just hear me out for a sec. I go to the movies occasionally. I, I go to the movies a lot. Like actually to the movie theater. And I, sometimes I go to an AMC theater. And one of the things that, one of the things that they have after the trailers play, like it's an AMC commercial before the movie starts, right? Just hear me out for a sec. When that trailer starts, Nicole Kidman in the trailer in the in the commercial saying "Heartbreak feels so good," and I guarantee you that's where they got it from. I guarantee you that's where they got this song title from. I and I, how do I know that? I was I I follow movie news and stuff like that. This one of my favorite YouTubers was like complaining about like how could it, how, how could you show a commercial after thirty minutes of trailers, whatever, right? But I wanted to shed some light on that for a sec. That I guarantee you. I made that connection. I was like, wow, and Nicole Kidman and Heartbreak Feels So Good by Fall Out Boy some have some sort of connection. Small world we live in. Just wanted to shed some light. Just wanted to bring that up for a second. I guess if you go to an AMC theater, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Um, but Mike, you yo, love yo. Ah, no. uh, um, so, it's your favorite uh, you thing know, in the world. Favorite thing in the world, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> so going back to like what I was saying, you know, I've just never really enjoyed um the the vocals and uh the music um feeling just kind of uh never really grasping the true um you know definition of what they're trying to bring um so first off i gotta speak about this album cover this album cover is absolutely trash here it is it, it, i i go back and look at all of the iconic bands that released these amazing album covers with great art on them and like you know, it looks good and it's dr drawn by an artist or it's like done in a way where it doesn't look like just shoddy thrown together. Like, here's a picture in the middle. Here's this on the top. Here's the bottom. And, and like cut print, you know, it just looks so thrown together. It just looks so, you know, like lacking of the true kind of um, like, I feel in almost a way it's a statement to like the world. They're like, who cares what's on the cover really like I can put whatever and do and put whatever effort into it. And there really is no, I'm not making any money off this. It's not really gaining me anything. So, um, and I get that vibe from me. It's just kind of thrown together. Um, looks very like Photoshopped by a drunk, um, you know, kid in like his, uh, you know, uh, grade school projects, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, yeah, the vocal's not a bad vocal. It's just, you know, he's just he's got actually a pretty good voice, but um, he does a lot of the heavy lifting in this album, um, almost to a fault, almost to a point where the music isn't holding up its end of the bargain. He's the main voice, the main instrument. And when that happens, the amount of heavy lifting he has to do just kind of really wears you out, just kind of hits you with a lot of, um, you know, um, you know, he's, he's pulling a lot of that weight. Um, and uh you know in a lot of ways i just keep getting vibes of like the weekend adam levine and like some of the remnants of fallout boy have all kind of like come together in this album and had a baby and and this is what created like i literally it just feels like i just keep getting 
when he does his highs, it reminds me so much of Adam Levine. It just really does. And it's just like not in a good way. Um, so uh, um, to, to start that off, um, we'll go tra track by track. Love from the other side. Absolute home run. This this song is uh, the vocals are like and it's not even just his vocal stylings. It's just where the vocals go that is really catchy and 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 really lives in your ear, you know. And it just like it it, it travels, it changes, it 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 presents interesting uh, uh, melodies. Um, um, the the guitar underneath uh, the this the layers of sound. Uh, I mean, this this song is amazing. Uh, like um, if his vocals weren't as just kind of just not the greatest thing that I want to hear from a vocalist. I would really say this is a 10 out of a 10, nine out of 10. This song needs a damn solo. Seriously. <laughs> I was like waiting for a solo to kick in, in some of these parts. And I'm like, it doesn't have it. And I'm just like, I was just like, damn, man. Like that's all you guys really needed was to like regain the idea that you're a rock band, pop rock band, like um, punk rock, whatever pop rock, you know, whatever you want to call them. Uh, pop punk you know yeah like it could have totally grasped that but in a lot of ways um it was just kind of the, the, i love the momentum changes yeah absolutely a great song um heartbreak feels so good this song kind of grew on me kate the oh, oh yeah like i agree with that that it's it just like reminds me of a commercial about like i don't know like insurance like we're going back to that um comment <laughs> again like like where someone's playing a damn ukulele like and it's like, and you hear like the, the ukulele in the background and it's like uh, so happy sounding and it just makes you want to freaking puke. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but like, I hate uh, happy sounding music when it lacks other dynamics to it. When it's just one big happy uh, song, which Kyle's going to be very upset with me uh, come uh, uh, 10 songs down. But we won't start. We won't continue with that. We're just gonna stay focused on what we're doing right now. Uh, yeah. So um, not a not a bad song. Just uh, the 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 lyrics. I actually like the lyrics. Um, I mean the the vocals, you know, and and what they present, and um, you know. So that one is for a seven point five out of out of ten. You know, which um, you know, like like I said, not a bad song, but not not entering a great um category not entering an amazing category just just like i would listen to it again and not change the song um would i put it on my phone or would i put it in my uh my library no like um but i wouldn't turn it it, it, it the vocals keep me interest interested the songs um uh, momentum and it's uh pacing keep me interested it's just you know yeah so then we go on to hold me like a grudge got got good groove the chorus isn't great uh, really kind of zaps the energy um, with that chorus not being great. Like, uh, once again, it reminds me of Adam Levine. Um, feel like he's trying to channel Michael Jackson in this in a bad yeah. way. Like, I, I don't like this <sighs> in the background, all this kind of, yes, yes. you know, and it's like, well, relax, dude, relax. I know you're trying to be the best vocalist in on the planet, but like, please don't channel Michael Jackson it's not necessary. Um, it just feels out of place um, from the uh, from the other songs. Uh, poppy, radio friendly. Um, you know, I hate when they have clapping in songs. I really do. If the song's gonna have clapping in it, like it's gotta be a good song. And this song is just, you know, it's just basic. Um, you know, uh, it's not something I really enjoy. 
Um, this one was a six out of ten. Um, so we're moving on to fake out. Um, I like the pace of this song. Um, the tempo. Um, guitars feel drowned out almost um unhearable guitars and that's something that happens in this album is my main gripe with this album is like you you punch you you punch him in the face with uh, love from the other side and then like um you kind of the the energy of the guitars and the rock of this <clears throat> gets lost with like some of these kind of you know um like like you were saying it's not going to be what we used to be it's going to have some other um, change-ups and variations in it those variations while they are different um zap the energy of the rock and the the um kind of uh that direction so um yeah so that was how i felt then he uh, heaven iowa um starts kind of boring uh you know um feels like the weekend like i said it feels like that kind of uh um type of song um you know more less like more less like the weekend and more like a weekday monday but um you know <laughs> you know uh when the guitar hits is when i'm like yeah I'm like sweet like it actually redeems the song the chorus is kind of one-dimensional you know like he repeats that a couple times and, and almost to like he's trying to to use it a little too much um you know not a terrible song but once again it's just kind of like doesn't do anything for me um you know so that one's a 6.5 it almost kind of flew up into that and then uh um yeah so good right now i don't know if you've ever heard of uh frankie lyman you know whoa, whoa yeah whoa, whoa. they're literally mm -hmm. ripping off that freaking that sound uh and it just like and the song is like it's just happy where it wants you to it's just so happy it makes you want to barf you know um feeling so good right now it's like no i'm not feeling good and i just like don't i don't want you to try and make me feel good okay like yeah so like that was just yeah once again it just it, it flows into that realm of just happy so happy it makes you you mad you know what I mean? and so um that was a five out of ten it just did not like that song um you know and then uh i am uh what is it uh the pink seashell yeah once again it's just a you know movie line not rated um uh then you go on to um i am my own muse that move that's this it's just relies heavily on the orchestration lead vocals but just really comes off lacking and and dramatic and not in a good way um flu game uh the, vo the vocals are trying to do that heavy lifting they just aren't doing it once again um that no, 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 you know, that like the irritating repeating over again, like it literally sounds like the nightmare before Christmas, um, you know, with the like, uh, it's just oh my god, um, it definitely, I almost called it Squid Game because it made me want to, like, you know, <laughs> you know, kill myself or something, I don't know, but uh, you know, uh, trigger warning, sorry guys, trigger warning, <laughs> uh, but uh, we are yeah, not sponsored not. by any, I'm just kidding, yeah, we get we get to this point, I am sponsored by better health. Yeah, better help. Seek help if you need it. Uh, this is a, a weak part of this. It starts off uh, pretty strong. Like the first couple, the first three songs, while not in love with them, are far better than a five, six, and seven, or five, six, uh, and eight, uh, whatever the, this part. And then uh, the Kintsugi, 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 I don't know, kid. Uh, underwhelming chorus. Um, catch, uh, the catchiness of the chorus uh, is, you know, and it's not very great music doesn't really do much for me this song um you know once again it's just you know very mid um what a time to be alive so freaking happy and also 
if you literally listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire September, yeah, oh this God. song, it literally has the same, like, like where the breaks come in the song fit almost identically with this mm-hmm. song, which me off. But I see what Kyle's saying. It's, it's definitely uh, trying to kind of revive that um, disco and, like, funk feel. But it almost just, like, it just does it and so intentionally where you begin to feel like the artist is like um almost doing it so intentionally that they didn't really use their own idea of what they wanted to do it just kind of like um uh lined it up and then just did their own obviously the melody's different and stuff like that but um i hated the lyrics even though i get what kyle was saying about this and that and the other thing but um just wasn't for me and then um star cross or star uh, star cross star cross yeah, the, the, so much for uh, stardust was um too much going on i agree with how instrumentally without doesn't feel cohesive chorus isn't great um it's just all over the place like uh exactly what kyle is saying it's just like here there uh now it's this now it's that got all these kind of like uh, things going on um, vibes that he's trying to get and and it just comes off confused and almost like the end of the album and he's trying to kind of like touch on all kinds of different things that he was going for and do the whole album and do a medley of them and it just it just it just feels like an absolute disaster so um yeah uh it definitely it's up and down it's got uh, it's not terrible music, but it's also just um, underwhelming and just um, in, inconsistent, I would say, is its biggest fault, inconsistent with um, what the general sound they're going for. Yeah, so. You know, I think would have been interesting to do with that last track so much for Stardust. You mentioned like trying to do like a medley of what happened and like the sounds of the album. I think it would be more interesting if they mm-hmm. actually took the tracks from the album and made a medley out of it a different yeah. sounding more like grand finale medley of you know different parts of different songs they already took the lyric from love from the other side on there and brought that back i think it would have been a really cool idea to take mm-hmm. that further take aspects of the other songs and throw them in there instead of trying to get all these different because a lot of these sounds that they use on that track weren't even present on the yeah. album itself like that intro is just so odd it just it really throws my ears off and yeah yeah I, I, it, you guys got anything else to say really quick or no oh um but i did give it a seven out of ten i uh which is surprising wow. um oh, i know wow. i did like some of the the kind of um the musical interludes which are I, i'll be honest with you if it's strange i generally enjoy it because it it doesn't belong and i like that and i think that's my overall main uh, thing I want to like oh, wave the flag of is like where people feel like something is strange and is almost out of place. I tend to find those moments refreshing. Um, now, obviously, there are things that are out of place and they're bad out of place and they're not even good on their own. They're just out of place in general, which obviously I think are bad. But like I like when when they're strange things in music that um kind of um hit your ears a little bit um i can actually enjoy some of that kind of stuff so um while this song is a lot going on and just kind of whatever um there are moments when i thought it had some cool musical 
interludes that would um that took it to a, a certain direction that i actually enjoyed and um while vocally it was all over the place um i enjoyed the music parts for what they were so yeah that's all i had to say sorry you're good no you're good <clears throat> um i was gonna say something really quick. i just want to touch on just a couple things that, one thing that mike said one thing that kyle said so it's funny I just checked on my phone really quick. The actual run, because you said what a time to be alive sounds like September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Hmm. September by Earth, Wind and Fire is three minutes and 40 seconds as well. Oh, controversy. Controversy. Take take to the internet. I want everybody to flood uh, their page with just questions about why this is and how you can almost line up every break when the song kind of hits a certain uh yeah. note and changes you can hear it within the song i want to have answers and uh i feel court cases uh coming on lawyer uh, up i if if there's no court involved i'll be surprised because it's, it's like this practically the same length and I, and I didn't see your comparison until now um but i was gonna say it's funny and i, I was gonna, just to kyle's point really quick about um the style of the title track how like i wish they did like a medley when you said that the first thing that popped into my head was what a catch donnie yep uh, that's the first and from uh, the last was that the last song on that record, right? No, it was like halfway through. Oh, okay, but like that's what I thought of. For those who don't know, what a catch, Donnie, from Fall Out Boy's album. What is it called again? Holy idea. Holy idea. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, good, good, good. That's such a dad joke. I can't. <laughs> such a dad joke. Uh. Um, but no, what I was gonna say though was is that it, I, I wish I, I I as much as I love the title track. Which I, I, the more I think about it, I like it a lot. I don't really, I wouldn't say I love it, but I like it enough because it's a title track, I guess. But um, <laughs> I wish, I really wish they did something like that. Like for those of you know what I'm talking, for those of you know what we're talking about, what a catch, Donnie was this like a medley of the, all their songs up until that point on that part of the album. Imagine when now, that was a missed opportunity on their part if only they took care of that. You know, that would have been something if they did. Like the the ending of this album is like a medley of like like you guys said, like a bunch of their songs from. Like this album and maybe maybe mania maybe um, American Beauty American Psycho I don't know just just a food for thought I mean Fall which Boy is kind of interesting because yeah. Cornel- uh in that Cornelius album that I love Phantasma they actually do that in their final song too but they do it in a way like someone's changing the radio and you yeah. hear parts of the song play like there's a beginning yeah. then there's a medley in the middle of the song like where you you someone's changing a radio and you hear different parts of different songs about the album. And then right. the end is uh, what the beginning was, but kind of with some added uh, stuff from the album in it. So mm-hmm. it's, it was actually kind of cool. Cause it's like, it kind of like does everything you want. It starts off with a new song, hits you with a little bit of a medley in the middle. And then it ends with like kind of some other stuff alongside the beginnings of the last song. So, so that's yeah. kind of what that uh, Fall Out Boy song, uh, What It Catch Donnie, does. Hmm. They have yeah, the medley yeah, cool. in the middle where it's all there. It's a medley of like their hit songs up until that time, sung by oh. different, all sung by different vocalists from other bands, like big bands at the oh. time on the same label. So like hmm. the singer of Cobra Starship does uh, Grand Theft Autumn. Uh, the singer of Gym Class Heroes does Sugar We're Going Down. Brendan Urie oh. does Dance Dance. Uh, some other people are in there doing other things. Then Elvis Costello sings the hook of the song again when it comes back in. Mm. Yeah, super cool. Uh, but yeah, we'll love something like that again to end this out, really bring it together instead of just trying to mash a bunch of different non-cohesive genres together. Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah. I just want to point out the critical reception for this for a second because I did notice. I want to say it currently is holding an eighty out of a hundred, which indicates universal acclaim. Uh, hmm. do, 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 do we have any take on that at all? Do, do, do I want to read the reviews at all? You guys are good. No, I'm good. I think everyone's pretty much critically on the same page, except uh, Fantano, who uh, yeah, and Mike <laughs> and, and Mike <laughs> and Mike. But I, I gotta say, Fantano's review was pretty. Oh, he, yeah, his was ridiculous. Yeah. When I was listening to his actual criticisms, I was like, all right, he's probably gonna give it like a five or a six. Man went yeah. all the way down to a three, and I was like, what he said doesn't really align to a three, but whatever. Still love exactly. him. Right. Great reviewer. It might be personal. It might be a personal score. Like yeah. you might have to be personal with them. That's yeah. Like, you know. And for me personally, I don't really pay attention to the critical reviews. I mean, whether I'm one of them, I'm of the opinion where if you love it, you love it. If you like it, you like it. If you hate it, you hate it. Like it's like it's whatever you feel about. It. Like if you, to me, it's like I I'll get we'll get to our ratings in one sec. But I really really like this record a lot. And I wouldn't say like I'm not going to tell you my rating, but I would say I liked it the first time I heard it. And then I went back and listened to it more and more and more, and it kind of a lot of the stuff grew. A lot of the stuff grew on me more and more. A lot of the tracks more. There's a couple more here and there. A couple others, some others more than others. But yeah, I mean, it was it, to me it grew on me a lot. So, but yeah, that's that's just that. Um, anything else before we go to our rating? Nope. No? All right, here we go. So let's let's let we start off with Kyle. We're going to kick back to Kyle. Kyle, what is your rating yeah. for? Fallout yeah. Boys, so much for Stardust. So, if you asked me the same question uh, about a week or so ago, it would have been a very different answer. But as I had more time to sit with it, and as my expectations were kind of put more in line for what it was supposed to be, uh, it, it's gone up. It was one of those things where I had an expectation from Love from the Other Side, and then it really just took a turn after that. I was expecting a whole album of tracks like that that's not what we got not to say i don't like the songs i think most of them are very good very well written and one thing i haven't mentioned that none of us have mentioned actually i'm kind of surprised is the drums on this record are a huge high point i think it's some of the best drums that andy has done on any fallout boy record the production sound of the drums is phenomenal uh the guitar when they do have lead guitar parts really shines through Again, I Mike, I completely agree with you when you're talking about fake out. I feel like that's what I feel like this album was a fake out in a way <laughs> of making me expect these big guitars. And in some tracks, they are there. Mm. But again, it's kind of like they didn't want to fully commit to it and still wanted to maintain some of that pop influence from the last like two or so records. I wish there was more of that songwriting wise. I think it was very it was solid. It was there lyrically. It was great. All those things put together. We don't need the two spoken word interludes. One would have been fine. I didn't mind the Ethan Hawke interlude. Thought that was well done. I thought it was a meaningful addition. And I thought thematically it fit in there. I didn't need Pete Wentz just going off for a full minute on whatever nonsense entered his mind on a piece of paper that day. (laughs) With that said, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple missteps here and there. It has some of my favorite tracks of the year on here. Mm. Is it my favorite album of the year so far? No, because it's just not as consistent as I would like. But it has some excellent songs. Where does it fall in the Fall Out Boy category? It, in their discography, I guess we'll have to wait and see. For me right now, it's kind of at an 8.25. I enjoy it a lot. There's It definitely could have been higher. 
does it hold up to you know their albums like from under the cork tree infinity on high folia probably not it's not as good as those is it better than their recent pop efforts like uh, american beauty american psycho and mania absolutely it's probably hanging out somewhere there save rock and roll where they're both great albums just not up to that not up to that early like pre-hiatus fallout boy style so 8.25 all right mike do you mind if i go yeah go for all it right. man nail it all right cool i just wanted to ask first got this man i believe in you <laughs> do you <laughs> um <laughs> are you sure no i'm just kidding yeah, um <laughs> so all right so after listening to it a couple of times over more and more um, I did listen to it the day it came out. I did listen to it. I did a, I did a review of it on our YouTube channel. You can check it out too. I tried. Boom. I, 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 <laughs> boo, you reviewed shame. it before we reviewed it. Boo. But I didn't give any. I didn't give too much away in there. I will say that I try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. But um, but now that we just broke it down, we just talked about it again. Uh, I'm sitting at about an eight out of ten. Truthfully, just not quite as high as Kyle, but just a little bit under him. I mean, there were some, there were some high points. There were some, um, there were some missteps. I will admit that. I mean, it was, it was, it was. I agree with both of you guys. It was not as consistent as I thought it would be. Hearing that first single though made me have a lot of promise that wow, Fall Out Boy is taking a break from the pop and going back to the rock, which I like a lot. I'm glad that they're doing that in general. Um, I hope I can see them on tour at some point uh, soon. Which would be great. Um, I know that cost that they were all right, but I mean, I haven't seen them, so I can't judge them. I guess you could say, you know. But uh, but yeah, I'm saying about an eight out of ten. This is a, a if you're looking for if you're looking for something that's just an all around change from the wind of just your average ordinary day pop music. Like if you're looking to escape Ed Sheeran or escape Top Forty Radio, which I work for a Top Forty Radio station. But if you if you're looking <laughs> to escape that, Wait, I do which one is it? No, it's good. Wait, what? <laughs> It's clearly Z100. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, 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 but I, if you're looking to escape the world of like pop music, step into Fall Boys so much for Stardust. A, you will not, you might be surprised at which direction they went in, but I think this is a, I do agree with Kyle though. This is a definitely a step in the direction of like where Save Rock and Roll came out and they had like, uh, it was that kind of like style for the time being. And then they went in the more pop direction after that. But I think this is a good entry to where they want to go for their, their tour and where they want to go as a band moving forward. So I'm sitting about an eight out of 10, Mike, you're you, this oh. is your 10 out of 10 for the year. I know it. You know, I hate to be the villain. I hate, you uh, know, Mike, I make sure it. you don't take that album cover into consideration. Oh, oh, oh most <laughs> definitely that, that was the, the dock of points on it. <laughs> You know, I'm, uh, that, once again, the album cover starts off this, which kind of shows that this they're confused. I'm not sure if that's Stardust or Cocaine that they were doing when they designed this album. <laughs> I really, honestly, that's up in the air. Uh, so um, it's album, in the Stardust. I, Stardust, yeah, dust already, like Angel Dust, maybe, or I don't know, yeah, whatever they were dust. doing. But um. Yeah, this album's kind of a mess. It's kind of all over the place. It's a little too, um, it's theatrical, but to a fault. And then it's rock, but with like um, rock where it's missing um, that finishing touch, you know, like it's inconsistent. Um, I mean, Love from the Other Side, an absolute banger. Yeah, I might even hit a 10 on that uh, through multiple listens because I've like listened to it a couple of times and like at no point do the vocals ever feel um, redundant. Even when they repeat again, you want to hear it again. 
You know what I mean? You never go like, oh, it's repeating again. I kind of want to hear something different. No, you enjoy everything they're bringing in that song. And I feel like it lies alone. Like Heartbreak Feels So Good kind of felt like it could contend. And it did an okay job in the vocal area, but then it just kind of, you know, and like once again, yeah, it's an up and down roller coaster. Lots of lots of dips, not a lot of peaks. Um, you know, uh, it felt confused, ident- like an identity. Oh, look, we're trying to sound like a North Wind and Fire. Oh, we're trying to um, kind of give off a swing, kind of with the drum. The drums kind of get a little too like we're trying to do like the swing kind of feel to the music. Or oh, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. We're trying to sound like many different sounds, but it, within that you lose an identity of like what truly this band is trying to sound like. Um, And in a lot of ways, it feels like, hey, we're back and we're trying to kind of find ourselves again. Um, And those are the kind of albums I dislike um, a lot because uh, I feel it's listening to someone's thoughts in their head without any kind of true kind of uh, what the destination is, Um, you know? So, uh, yeah. So this was a six out of 10 for me. I almost gave it a five out of 10. Um, But then as I began to listen to it for the music alone, not in like, Hey, do I like, will I keep this music? Will I continue to listen to this music? But just for listening to music alone, it does present a lot of different sounds, orchestra, um, some punk, some, some rock, some this, some that it kind of gives everybody what they want, but just, never really tying the bow you know it's just like uh so you can get enjoyment out of it um and uh the momentum and the pacing and the, and the liveliness and the, like kyle's saying the instrumentation on some of these is 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 well done while while not really being a full emphasis of what it needs to be it, it does a lot of things just not well um so uh yeah six out of ten um it definitely feel uh there might be some tracks that might grow a little bit but for the most part um when i hear music and i know i'm not the biggest fan of it i generally uh know what 100 percent. it's when i i'm unsure of a track is when there's much more room to grow i just can't i'm just unable to fully make a statement on it but um yeah uh not the worst thing not a three that's that's damn near just gone off the deep end. Uh, love you, Fantano. Yeah, peace and love to that. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, six is is it's just you know it's it's decent music. Um, you know, not terrible. So, so you can look for our crossover next week with Anthony Fantano and how Mike and him are going to rip apart. I'm just kidding, everyone. We're not actually going to do it. We're not. Re- we're not actually crossing over. Fantano, we know you. You're great. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but your you know your rating was wrong on this one. Just saying, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, well, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thanks so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. Um, before I forget, this guy down here has a podcast called Q and A. If you haven't yeah. already, Woo! follow his podcast Q and A. Phenomenal yes. job, phenomenal voice. He works his ass off every day at his job, and he comes home and he does that. Proud and of most you, improved beard daily. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And most improved. Like, yeah, yeah. We're going to see how far it can yeah. go. Yes, that's we're, it. We're like, Wolfman by, uh, yeah, Wolfman by summer. Yeah, we're going to grow out the hair, the beard. We're, gonna, we're just going to see what happens. You know, full caveman here. <laughs> yes, full <laughs> on it. caveman with yes. uh, Kyle, the Q-nator. I want to thank the two gentlemen for doing this as always with me. 
Kyle and Mike, you guys are incredible. I mean, this is uh, we, we've been going out for 40, I think six episodes of career retrospective so far, by the way, just letting you know, we're getting the countdown to 100 is still going. Woo! So it's come a long way, but yeah, we're just, well, we're coming a long way with that. Um, but yeah, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoy us tonight. And uh, for all of us here at the Subaru show, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're back on Twitter and follow us on our Instagram page as well. Simply at the Subaru show. Um, uh, you look at, I, I'm, I'm in control, but I post all the stuff there. So yeah. But for all of you, uh, for all of you, 